Hey, welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast, where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. to this episode of Nicole's Sales Superstars. So before we even start and I introduce the amazing Mia Lamott, I'm just going to explain this huge distraction that's going on in my face. Um, (laughs) I did not get beat up today. I had some kind of allergic reaction and my eye was completely swollen shut. So you guys are actually getting the better version of it right now because at least my eye is open a little bit. This eye is super swollen and you're just going to have to deal with me looking like Will Smith from Hitch. Like that's just, that's who I am tonight or sloth from the Goonies. Take your pick. Um, but that is who I am embodying and embodying with this look. So there you go. For anybody who's on with me now, now you know what's going on. I was going to put my glasses on Mia being the image and brand consultant that she is was like, nah, just go for it. I'll leave them off because the show must go on. And here I am. And you guys are here because you want to learn about sales and you want to be exposed to all these amazing women that I bring in every week. And This week, we have another superstar who's going to teach us all about some awesome stuff that we need to know about brand congruency and what you need to do to tell your story through how you show up. And it's going to be really powerful. And I am so excited to welcome my friend, Mia Lamont. Mia, welcome. Thank you, Nicole. Thanks for having me. Um, Okay. So when you first got on the camera, I was like, oh shit, what happened? And then I was like, well, maybe I shouldn't ask because maybe she's (laughs) upset about something and she's been crying all night because that's what I look like when I cry all night. Right. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It looks like I, I mean, it's exactly what it would make you think. Yeah. And so I was like, all right. And when you asked me about the glasses, I was like, no, you get to be you and, and have what you had. Like today you had an allergic reaction. And I think that a lot of people mistake, you know, branding for being perfect. And that's not what this is about, right? What a good segue. Look at you go. Yeah, (laughs) it's not. It's about being you and being you unapologetically. So, you know, I think you and I kind of share this, this thing about like just being goofy and doing whatever the hell we want to do. Right. And for people to not take themselves so seriously because yes. that's boring. Number one. Yeah. And number two, it's stressful as hell to be worried about all of the things all of the time. Like, Oh, is my hair out of place? Are my eyes way too swollen to get on the camera with me? Like seriously, right. you know, I'm right. human, you're well, human. And we all have things that happen to us. Right. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like you do a disservice to others when you don't show up in your truth, when you don't show up, because when you create this image of being perfect all the time and people buy into that, then they make themselves wrong and they feel bad about themselves. And I think the best thing we can do is I say it all the time, be walking permission slips for each other. It's okay to show up as you, it's okay to be goofy and fun. And this is what I'm going through today. This is me. Like, I'm not going to try to hide it. I wish it didn't look like this, but it doesn't change who I am or how much I love this community. And like I said, the show must go on. And 
I thought it was kind of funny that we're having the branding expert on here today, all about image and and this is how I show up, but there's a reason for that. I'm sure there's some kind of universal message and, you know, actually I'll share this with you, Mia, because I really want to, um, I really want you to get into your stuff because it's so juicy, but I know you'll appreciate this. A friend said earlier, she goes, what do you think it means? And I was like, oh, I hadn't thought about that. And I don't know if you remember back in Vancouver when Gina was late to the stage and she's never late. And she was like 15 minutes late and we were all like, what's going on? And she gets on there and she's like, I had a nosebleed. Like, I'm never late. I'm so sorry about this. Do you remember this? She was like, I had a nosebleed. It got on my clothes that I was going to wear. So I had to go back up and change. And the whole time she's going, what does this mean? Glenn, look it up. What does this mean? And I remember thinking, oh my gosh, it's just like, you know, because this community is full of health coaches. It's just like Louise, Louise Hay would say, like, there's something to it. There's a message there for you. Absolutely. And my friend said, you know, I said, well, my right eye is connected to my left brain and my left eye is connected to my right brain. So maybe there's something there. And she said, yeah, it's because the universe wants you to see with your right brain moving forward. It wants you to see what's available to you, what the possibilities are for you. Instead of seeing from a rational, reasonable, logical perspective, see from the, the perspective of miracles. And I was yes. like, yes. So that's I why that. this eye is open wider. Oh my God, that just gave me chills. I'm so glad she presents that for you with, with you being in distress, right? Yeah, it, it just made perfect sense to me. I was like, okay, that's exactly it. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Yeah. So what is the metaphysical thing that's going on in the world right now are going on for me that this has manifested, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly it. And there's a lot going on in my world right now. So I, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, did you, are you going to share what, what you're actually talking about? Like, I think they need to know. Yeah. I think I'm going to share it. I'm going to share it. So I officially gave notice and left my job yesterday. It is, it's like so crazy to even say it, but obviously it will serve people in this community because a lot of people are in a similar position and It is something that I've been working towards for a really long time, but also it was hard to leave because I love the people and it was very easy to stay, but it got to a point where it became hard to stay because I was so committed and so passionate about what I'm doing here. And I realized that my energy needs to be here full time, hundred percent. And it got to the point where that decision just became very easy and, and made sense. And so I officially did that yesterday. My last day is next Friday and there we go. Woo! So exciting. So exciting. I remember when I did this too, and it was about a little less than three years ago. And I remember thinking, well, actually y'all, I quit. Let's see. I told my boss I was leaving like in August Mm -hmm. or so but we needed to finish some kind of grant work or whatever. And I ended up, ended up not leaving until February of the next year because we needed to find my replacement. Like it was just this long drawn out thing. Yeah. And when I finally left, I was like, everybody was asking me like, what the hell are you doing? You don't even have to show up to work if you don't want to. Uh, it was a really easy job. It was, but guys, it was not in my zone of genius. And I felt like I was just like literally wasting my life going to a place that didn't really, it wasn't exciting for me. The work was more, um, it was more so execution and that's not even one of my strengths. So it was really difficult for me to push the work out. 
And I had no idea that I could be doing exactly what I wanted to be doing. I had no idea. Right. Yeah. So for me, like the whole, the whole branding thing is about that. Once you get into this groove of who you really are, and that comes from a place of doing what you love Mm -hmm. and being in your zone of excellence. I don't know if you guys have ever read or your zone of genius. Have you read, I can see the cover, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Oh, wait, what is it? The Big Leap? Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Mm -hmm. So he talks about your zone of genius. And like when you get into your zone of genius, everything just starts to work. Mm -hmm. So stop wasting time doing the things that that aren't in there. And you should be spending like 70 to 80% of your working time in your zone of genius. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, that's why, (laughs) that's why when I was doing the coaching, uh, the thing that we did together, it was so painful because a lot of it was execution. Yeah. And I'm really good at telling people what to do. Mm -hmm. I'm really good at strategic, uh, planning. And when it was, Oh, I got to do the planning and I got to do the executing. Yeah. Oh, I don't do that well. Right. So that's how I kind of stumbled on even getting into this, into this uh, field of work. I loved fashion, went to beauty school, did all these things when I was younger, but you know, everybody was like, Oh, you're going to have to go get a real job with some benefits. And, and I ended up working for a judge in high school. I mean, in college, and then ended up working at the courthouse. And that's how I got into judicial management. <sighs> Boring. The safe route, right? It was a total safe route. And while I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, discovering my own brand hasn't been a, hasn't been a struggle. I enjoyed every minute of it because the thing about branding is the same thing about you as a person, right? As you transform in life, your brand will transform. Mm-hmm. And because your brand is you, I don't, I don't care what the other experts say about, oh, you have a brand and your company has a brand. If you're a solopreneur or if you're working for yourself and you're the face of the brand, BS. I call BS on that. And if you work for a company, if your values and the way they do things don't align with the way that you do them, you're not going to want to work for them. You're not going to well, want to you're show up in your world in ways that you might not even make the connection, but you're out of alignment if you're putting yourself over and over again in that environment where you're really not connected to what you're doing. Absolutely. And that, that's how my work was. Well, I am, I am all about just, justice for other people. I used to be in administrative positions. So that while they might've been higher level and I had some, some um, saying what kind of programs we would do, I cannot see the changes that were actually happening to the people. And that's what I wanted. That's what I was, that's what I longed for. Right. And, you know, for me, that's part of my zone of genius, going deep with people and being able to help them see themselves in a different kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about that because you asked me to talk about brand congruency, right? Or that's what I said I would talk about. And I think that we kind of get mixed up in, in that. And, you know, your brand congruency is like you show up the same everywhere. Like when Nicole and I get together, we're the same. We're going to be the same on here. We're going to be the same in Greece. We're going to be the same in Vancouver. We're going to be the same everywhere that we go. On your podcast. On On my podcast, in our hotel room, you know, we're going to be the same. (laughs) (laughs) That dinner we went to, remember that dinner in Vancouver? (laughs) That was so cool though. 
<laughs> like that was so just a random group of people coming together from all over the world. Oh my God. That was so much fun. Right. I yeah. saw that picture in my um, phone the other day. So Nicole is the ever adventurous person. And I love, I love adventure too, but I'm not going to be the one to typically not going to be the one to initiate it. Right. So Nicole's like, let's do this really crazy thing where we go to dinner with strangers at a stranger's house. And I'm like, really, Nicole? Okay, let's do it. it. Like in so an we, alley, right? It was, we had to go down an alley and they had to let us up some stairs. It was so crazy. But this is part of her brand. This is part of you. This is part of what you do. Yep. And I love the fact that we were able to meet these people. They were so nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it was pretty amazing. Experience. Yeah. Yeah. Just and energetically, that night felt really different and in a such cool way. Yeah. It was so awesome. And we were there during Jazz Fest, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Jazz Fest was going on outside of our hotel. It was just a really good time there. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was because we, you know, when I first got into that coaching group, it was like, oh my God, who are all these wonderful people? And am I supposed to be here? Yes. You're supposed to be wherever you are. Right. Because even if you don't feel like you're at that, at their level, you know, you're still, but the fact that you have it in your desire to Mm -hmm. be at that level Mm -hmm. makes you part of the community. You're right. Right. You're right. Cause I felt the same way when I joined, I was like, do I belong here? Like there are women doing big things in this world, in this group. And I felt, do I belong? But like you said, it is a desire that was put on my heart. It was something that I found my way to, and I didn't find my way there by accident and neither did you. Right. And neither did the people in your group. So when you talk about, when we talk about our brand, we talk about certain things. We're talking about the way we show up. So our appearance, Mm -hmm. we talk about our behavior. So how do we have ourselves? Not really like how do we behave in the world? Like that's part of it, Mm -hmm. but it's more about how do we have ourselves? So how do we see ourselves? Because that shows on the outside. Mm-hmm. Then it's about how do we communicate? How do we communicate with each other? It's about your online presence. So everything that you do online from your social media to your website, like all of those things are part of your brand. But the biggest part of your brand is your mindset. Mm-hmm. Because if your mindset sucks, so does everything else. Yep. It's Have everything. you guys ever been around somebody who has the worst mindset? You're just like, I don't even want to be around that person. Um, they drain the life out of me. That's part of your brand. That is a brand. That like is a brand. Negative energy that hates everything and thinks everything sucks. That's their brand. Yeah, absolutely. So you want to make sure like all of that is consistent. And when I talk about brand congruency, it's really about making sure that everything that you have has the same voice. It has the same tone. So I'm working right now with a new social media manager. Mm-hmm. And so we decided to do, cause she had written up some stuff and I was like, mm, I wouldn't use that word. Mm, I wouldn't say that. Mm, I would not put that together like that. So my business manager and I were like, okay, we need to come up with like this, I don't know, form sheet, whatever of things that I would say. Right. So when she's posting for me, you guys will know that it's me saying it and not her. So I was like, look, I've got a a couple podcast episodes out there. I have a whole program with with 14 modules in it. Go and grab some stuff from there. That's how I talk to them. That's how I talk to my clients. And so that's more so my voice, right? So you want to make sure that 
all of that stuff is consistent because when you hire all these different people to help you, they're going to ask you, make sure they're asking you the right questions. Make sure they're asking you about yourself, right? You want them to know you, not what they prescribe that you should be. Yep. Yep. I actually did that with a couple of my team members when I, I hired them on. I was like, why don't you get into my group course? Just I'll give it to you for free to go through it. And you'll get to know me. You'll experience how I show up and you'll be more familiar with what my brand is about, what my business is about, so that you can truly understand my expectations and just know how to best serve me and my community. Right. And know how you talk to your community. Mm -hmm. So I curse at my community. Like I don't curse at them, but I curse in it. Yeah. I do too. And Every now and then I, I drop some F-bombs and you yeah, know. my mom I mean, hates it. Sorry, mom. But I love that word. So yeah, I do too. So, and that's the, that's the whole point, right? When, when our brand is on point, we're unapologetic about anything that comes up. And I'm not saying like to be totally rude and to be an asshole. Like I'm not saying that at all. Mm -hmm. I'm saying that if you curse and that's part of who you are, then you do it. Right. My favorite story that I love to tell I have a cousin who has like a super, super, uh, super, super successful business. She's in the childcare business. And when she first started doing this work, you know, she kind of fell into it. Somebody offered her to buy one of her buildings. And later on down the road, I was like, look, we really need to work on your image. And her husband is so much not like her. Mm -hmm. Like she is, she drives a BMW 750. So like a $90,000 car. And it is trolled out. Like there's shit everywhere. And her favorite thing to wear is jeans and t-shirts. And I'm not talking about like really stylish t-shirts. I'm talking about I mean, t-shirts from her childcare centers that okay. are too big. And then her jeans come from Walmart. And then she wears, well, she doesn't have many more, but she had a pair of white Crocs that she loved to wear with socks. That was her uniform. That's her uniform. That's her. And the one thing that I can tell you about her is that every time she shows up anywhere, I don't care if she is meeting with her billion dollar uh, mentor on his private jet, or if she's meeting with the workers of her childcare center, she's the same person. That's amazing. She's going to speak to them the same way. You know, she's going to tell them the same kinds of jokes. She's going to say the same kinds of things. She's always the same person. And it occurred to me, you know, as I was looking at all of the people who I look up to and who I admire, I was like, you know what? She's very consistent about how she shows up because she's never faking it. And that's what I wanted to really presence for the audience today. Like, yeah. you don't have to fake being somebody else because who you are is perfect. Yeah. You might need to get some more knowledge about why you want to choose certain colors in your branding, right? You might want to get more knowledge about how to put it all together, but you as a person, like you don't have to apologize for being you mm -hmm. ever. I love that. And I love that you, it, it, and it's so true, Mia. It's, and I think when people start to really own that, own their truth and show up in that way, everything changes because of what you said. It's, there's a trust, a level of trust there when you see somebody consistent in every area of their life. It's like, you know, they're not faking it. Like, that's just real. That's who they are. And I think that 
I, I love that you said she wears t-shirts from her child care center and her jeans are from Walmart and she wears Crocs and that's how she shows up everywhere because she's not trying to make herself into somebody that she's not. She's just like, here's who I am, take it or leave it. And, you know, I don't know why, but Gary V popped in my head when you were talking about her. Cause I'm thinking he's another one that I just feel like no matter what, no matter where you see him, he's 100% himself. And there's a lot of people like that. And I always compare it to like, if you're in a relationship and, um, or I'm sorry, if you're not in a relationship and you meet somebody and you're trying to be who they want you to be, how many relationships continue like that? It eventually, you get sick of it. You get exhausted by trying to be somebody all the time that you're not. That's so exhausting to show up in that way. And it's so much more relaxing to just show up as you. And you are much more likely to do it and do it consistently when it's easy for you to do it. Absolutely. The other part of that, Nicole, is like, we are not saying guys like just show up as a slump and just, you know, don't care about how you present yourself. That's not what we're saying at all. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is like, if your hair is curly, maybe you don't straighten it. Right. You know, I'm saying that if you prefer to wear jeans, maybe you don't need to wear a dress. Right. If you like to wear sneakers, wear sneakers. Just, you know, maybe make sure that they're, you know, a different kind of sneaker, you know, next level sneaker. But stop trying to fit into somebody else's box. So that's what I really want to talk about. When I first started doing this work, I worked with this image master and she came to my house and she, you know, we did the work and I was so freaking nervous, right? Because I'm like, oh my God, my mentor is coming here. It's an image consultant. She's going to be judging me. And she was so kind. But one of the things that I've noticed in the work that I was doing was that it was very Eurocentric. Mm -hmm. So the way they tell you to dress your clients, uh, what's considered professional, what's, what's acceptable in, in modern day world was very Eurocentric. And as what does Eurocentric mean? Meaning that it's more of a European standard. Okay. So for people of color, yeah. So for people of color, there's this, this almost like this oppression of having to appear to be more European than what the way that God made them or the way their creator made them. So you see people getting perms and you see people straightening and flat ironing their hair when really, you know, it's kinky or it's curly or it should be some other kind of way. And what occurred to me was like how, how we are doing this all over the world in every, in almost every industry. So that's how my brand is actually shifting this whole year. So I kind of noticed it about maybe like a year and a half ago. And I said something and then I didn't. Right. Because that's the other part of this. When we live out of somebody else's context, it's a little insidious. We don't even know that we're doing it. Mm -hmm. And so when I started speaking up about it, you know, there was this, oh, we're going to sweep it on the rug. Oh, we're going to sweep it on the rug. But now it's almost like, oh my God, yes, I've been feeling that same way because I'm saying it to the right people. Yeah. I'm saying it to the people who actually care about it. So I'm saying all this to say like, guys, embrace who you are, embrace what is natural to you. And yes, polish it up when you can. But the other part is let's be careful about what polished means. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, okay, like you said, you're not showing up intentionally as a bum or it's not like we're saying, don't brush your teeth or don't brush your hair. (laughs) 
there's still an aspect of like, you want to be presentable, but presentable in the way that represents you best. That yes. is you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, personal hygiene is still important. <laughs> personal hygiene is still important because you still have to talk to people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you still do have to get dressed. Like I don't want people to think just because we're sitting at home, most of us that you don't need to put on clothes. Like that's the worst thing you can actually do for yourself. There's this, um, this uh, study about enclosed cognition that states that people actually are more productive when they wear jackets Mm -hmm. and that there was some subjects that took a test in a regular white jacket and some that wore like a lab coat that doctors would wear. The people who wore the doctor's coat did better on the, on the test. They felt smarter. They felt smarter. Therefore they performed better. And this goes back to what you said earlier. It's all mindset. It's all your mindset, all of it. That's what that is. It's like <laughs> your, your mind is thinking, wow, I feel smarter. And so you just showed up differently. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We have to, it's this, it's this, we be it first. Then we do the things that that person who we're being would do. And then we get to have the stuff. Yeah. It's not the other way around. Like people think it's have, do, be. But it's we do have, right? Oh, Mia, that is so like, wow. Have, do, be is exactly what people, what keeps people stuck because they're waiting to have. Well, I don't have it yet. Well, I don't have it yet. I don't have it yet. And instead it's the be, do, have. Right. So once we become ourselves, once we come back to ourselves, that's when we get to do the things to have the stuff that we want to have. It's not the other way around. Like you can go and get all the things done. You can go and buy the house. You can go and do all that stuff. That's why some people are miserable because they still haven't done the being yet. That's where I fell into a trap years ago. I, I was miserable. I had all the things that I thought were going to make me happy, all of them. And I was miserable. Like I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, but I knew that once I got a house at the beach and once I got a dog and once I had all that money in the bank and once I was traveling the world, I knew that that was going to make me happy. I was just so convinced. And then I got it all and I was miserable, but that's exact. I was doing the have do and then expecting to be. And I wasn't, I wasn't showing up for me. I was busy, you know, abandoning myself in the, in the name of getting all these things that I thought were going to bring me happiness. Yeah. Because we were, you were probably showing up as somebody else in order to have them Mm -hmm. or you were showing up as someone else getting them. Yeah. I call it my representative. I learned that from, um, Glennon Doyle Melton. Yeah. She, oh, that book was so good. So good. And yeah. If you guys haven't read Untamed, you have got to read that. It was amazing. It is, it's worth a reread and another reread. Like it's really powerful. It really is. I actually listened to it on, uh, audible and I was like, Oh shit, I got to buy this book. Cause I need to take notes and I need to put this in my program and I need I was doing all of the things because it was so powerful. Yeah. Because she did exactly what we were talking about. Her brand was this Christian woman who was married, two kids, doing the thing, this really good Christian. And then she falls in love with a woman. Yep. Yep. And had to realize first how unhappy she was in her life that she didn't love and saw how alcohol had kind of taken over so that that was her coping mechanism because she wasn't happy in this life that she loved. And then look at who she is now. Look at how she shows up so differently now. And how, and how her story has changed the lives of other women. 
Yeah. Um, and she's married to somebody that's pretty popular too, right? They're both like badasses in their own right. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Abby yeah. used to be my neighbor in Hermosa Beach. Not when she and Glennon were together, but yeah, I used to I used to live yeah, by out of town. Yeah, right. I'd see her all so the time. Cool. Yeah. yeah, one of my clients saw them as a couple at Miraval. No way. And like like a year ago. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Super cool. Yeah, that she's a perfect example. And you're right. And and I loved her analogy. And I, I actually think it may have come from Love Warrior the first time I heard her talking about being uh, you know, you're being the representative in your life. You're not actually being you. It's like, and that's who I was. I was just hiding behind everything because I had this life that everybody was like, wow, you have this cool life. And I had had all this success in my, in my corporate job and none of it made me happy. So I was hiding behind the shell of myself because I was embarrassed that I wasn't happy because everybody thought I should be. Yeah. And so I wasn't and, showing up in my truth. And, but the thing about it is, is that that's their stuff, not even ours. And that's the other thing that I, you know, when I work with my clients, we talk about that. Like, whose context are you living out of? Like, are you living, do you live by your mom's financial rules? Do you have the job or the husband or the house or the children that you had because your mom thought you should or mm -hmm. still thinks you should? Mm -hmm. Or your dad, <laughs> yeah. you know, for that matter. I, you know, my brother, I can see him doing it with his kids. Mm hmm and, I, you know, he's a lot like my mom, so I don't really call him out on it. But we all, we really do need to check ourselves. Like, is this true for me? Mm -hmm. Is this true for me? Is this true for my soul? And do a body scan. Like, the body scan really does tell us. Like, if we're miserable about something or something doesn't feel right for us, we know. Yeah. We do have all the answers. Sometimes we need somebody to help us get them out, right? Yeah. But we have the answers and we have the answers to our brand. We have the answers to how we want to show up in the world. But you need to be able to articulate that before you can work with anybody around it. Right. And that means you have to know yourself and you really Absolutely. have to do the personal work to understand that. Self-awareness is the new black. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I like that. And self-awareness yeah. is everything. And like, you know, and especially, I mean, this is a group of health coaches who are, you know, new entrepreneurs, some of them still have their other job or jobs that they're doing. So they're trying to do both, but Hey, I'm interrupting you real quick because I know you're enjoying this podcast and I know you're listening to this podcast because you care about your business. You care about the people you work with and you want to help people. As a matter of fact, you want to help more people, but I bet you often ask yourself, where am I going to find clients? And I've got your answer. I have a free training video for you. It is called 33 Places to Find Clients, and it comes with a workbook where you can take notes on all the 33 places that I give you. So I want you to get this downloaded. It's free. Get it today because ultimately it's going to help you understand where to go every day to interact with people so that you can start to get more clients and help more people, which is the goal of all of this. So go to healthystepswithnicole.com backslash 33 places, download it, Watch it. I can't wait to hear from you and hear what you think about it because this is going to be a game changer for you to know every day where you need to go and what you need to do to find more people to become your clients. Okay, now back to the show. What I like to tell people is what I learned early on from, from our coach, Gina. You know, being an entrepreneur, I, I think how she said is, a, is a, it's like the biggest self-development conference on the planet. Absolutely. And it will just break you. It will break you wide open. And it's either going to break you wide open so that you show up as yourself and you own it and you're in your truth, or it will break you wide open and you'll retreat and you'll be scared and you'll go back and stay stuck and play small. And actually be worse. And be worse. 
I think you actually do yourself a disservice, like getting started and then retreating because this has been my experience, like being in that middle ground, mm-hmm. like where you feel like you can't get out of it. You and I kind of talked about being stuck earlier. Mm-hmm. Like when you're in that stuck phase, because it's a choice, mm-hmm. let's be honest, it's a choice. When yep. you're in that stuck phase, that is so much more painful than um, the hard stuff that you thought was hard, right? Or living in your truth. Those are way easier than being stuck in the middle somewhere. Well, and it reminds me of, you know, and, and when you're stuck in the middle, you're stuck in limbo and it's just not the place you want to be because you're literally stuck. But it reminds me of. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the stuckness is the harder part. Trust me. And yeah. we all can do hard things. We're yeah. so scared of the hard stuff, especially when I mean, I would say what you teach and what you coach about is probably one of the hardest things for lots of people, because there's a level of vulnerability that you have to possess in order to put yourself out there. And that's what you're doing when you're selling. And you see a no as self-rejection when it's not, they just don't want your product or they don't even know they need it. Right. Right. And it doesn't mean anything about you. It has nothing to do with you. Absolutely nothing. But because we're so selfish and because we're so self-centered, we think it does. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I I, I tell my people that all the time. I'm like, quit making it about you. It's not about you. It's about the people who need you. And your job is to do the work. Like you were saying, stay in your zone of genius, figure out what it takes for you to stay there, do the personal work, do that. That's what's about you so that you can show up in your fullest expression of yourself and you can be in the energy of you. And that's what people want. And I just think that personal work is so important, but to really become unattached to the idea of somebody needs you or doesn't need you, none of that matters. And it has nothing to do with you. It doesn't. And the part, you know, that I do with branding, right, is like, if people don't even know that you're out there, how can they work with you? Mm-hmm. And you're doing that too, right? You got to get visible. So if people don't yeah. even know that you're out there, I mistakenly thought that once I built a website, that people were just going to go to my website and show up. It doesn't quite work that way anymore, right? <laughs> even though, even though I created that website, you know, 10, 15 years ago, they, it still didn't work that way. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's still like, nobody's ever just going to, I like to say this, a website is like a museum. It's where people to go to look around for free and then leave. Like it's not, and you're right. I think we all have that idea that if I just build a website and an Instagram page, people will be beating down my door and they'll want to hire me. And I ask my clients all the time. I'm like, cause they're like, where are my clients at? I'm like, do your clients know how to find you? <laughs> do they know how to find you? Right. Where are you? Where are you? There's people you? who need you. And if you're sitting around wondering, where are my clients at? Where are my clients at? And you're not putting yourself out there, then they don't know how to find you. And that's what you need to do is be the lighthouse so that they know where to find you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they can't find you if you don't know who you are. Yeah. Right? Don't know who you are and don't know who they are. Like, who do you help and what do you help them with? Yeah. Because one of the things that I think was really apparent to me and when we were working in Gina's course, like you see all these fabulous people doing things. And so you, oh, I'm going to go do a challenge or, oh, I'm going to go do this. And, oh, I'm going to go do this. But the thing about it is, is if you don't feel it like in here, if it's not something that your soul is calling you to do, and I'm not talking about being chicken and not doing it. I'm talking about on a soul level, does this feel like you? If you're too busy chasing what everybody else is doing, then nobody will ever get to know you. Yeah. Right. They will never get to know you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything is about you owning what you want to do. If a challenge isn't for you, don't do a challenge. If, you know, 
And I think that was one of my big, biggest lessons in that as well is understanding. I don't, well, here was a conversation I had once with my coach. I was like, I feel like I need to put all these spreadsheets together and like have all this, this spreadsheet content. And she was like, where is this coming from? And I was like, I don't know. I just feel like spreadsheets would help people. And she goes, Nicole, do you like spreadsheets? I said, no, I hate them. And she goes, then why do you think your clients would like spreadsheets? And I was like, oh, okay. That makes sense. And then I, I, like a week later, I was saying to one of my clients, I was telling her that. And she goes, oh my God, Nicole, I am so glad you don't give spread. Please don't start giving me spreadsheets. I don't want that. And I was like, even further affirmation that like, they want us and who we are in our realness and in our truth. That's what they're showing for. Absolutely. Because we're attracting people who are like us, whether y'all know it or not, you're Mm -hmm. attracting people that are like you are people who want to, who aspire to be like you. So most of my clients are either really outspoken or they want to be Mm -hmm. right. Most of my clients want to stand in their truth and stand in their power and show up powerfully Mm -hmm. or they are. They already are. So you usually attract people who are like you. I, I used to fight so much with who my ideal client was. And when I looked at myself and I'm like, I'm my ideal client, my life got so much easier. Yep. Right. So if you just start branding yourself based on who you really are Mm -hmm. and even start talking to your audience as if you were talking to Nicole, if you were talking to one of your friends, that's when you're going to have the magic. Are you guys hearing this? Because she's telling you everything. I always tell you, this is so powerful, Mia, because you're exactly right. Like talk to that person or talk to the person that you were a couple of years ago, because your client is you a couple of years ago and your client sees that opportunity for themselves in what they see in you, especially when you're relatable and real and truthful in just who you are and how you show up. They're like, well, okay. Like she's got a messed up face. I'm cool. I can do this too. Like I don't know if that's what helps somebody today that you see me show up as like, what, what's his name from the Goonies? Whatever. If you see, yeah, I don't know the Goonies character. I just know uh, the guy from Hitch. Will, Will Smith from Hitch, like call it whatever you want. But if this helps you show up, like, I hope this doesn't happen to you, but I want you to understand how powerful it is to just be real and show up as you. And you said something else that was so profound. And it was once you knew who you, you used to resist your ideal client. And once you knew who it was, everything changed. And I think so many people resist it for many different reasons, but that's one of my biggest things with my clients is know your ideal client. And they're like trying so hard to figure it out, but it goes back to something else you said earlier. You already have the answer. It's already in you. And you're so busy resisting it that what you resist persists. So it's going to keep showing up for you in that way. And it's really just a way for you to procrastinate and stay small. It's not that you don't know your ideal client. Your ideal client more than likely is you just from absolutely. And the other thing about it, Nicole, I know, at least for me, I thought my ideal client was the person who was three or four levels ahead of me because I was looking at it from the, oh, but that person can afford to pay me. That person can afford to pay me. Yes. Who can afford to pay me is not my business. Thank you. Can you say that again? Who can afford to pay you is none of your business. You don't need to figure out where these people's money is come, It's going to come from. You don't need to figure that out. Did you everybody hear that? The All people back. In front of them. Yeah. Put yourself, your brand, put that in front of them. They'll figure it out. You yep. figured out how to get into this program. Yep. Nicole didn't figure that out for you. So yep. stop, stop chasing the dollar and really go inward and look at who it is, that, how you want to show up. And I promise you that the person that you're trying to attract wants to be more like you. Yep. 
They, yeah. I like to say people want to buy a better version of themselves. And Absolutely. They and you're it. You're it. You're it. You're they it. see something. It's very relatable. It's very, I remember when I, when I met Mel Robbins, um, yes, I'm name, dro- name dropping. Cool. Yeah. Right. And when I met her, I, I remember telling, I mean, she sat there and chatted with us for a while. And I said, you know, one of the things that I, she remembered me from Instagram. She was like, I know who you are. You and I are friends. We chat on Instagram all the time. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we are. We are friends. Oh my God. And I said, you know, and she went on to tell a story about how she was, had such a busy week. We were in Salt Lake city and she was flying back home and she was like, yeah, I had such a busy week. I didn't even have time to make dinner last night. So I did this crock pot and blah, 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 blah. She was talking like a normal person, just like a real person. Like I didn't have time to make dinner for my family, but when I get home after this weekend, we're going to spend some time together on Saturday and then I'm going to make dinner all, all week next week. And I said, I just need to tell you, I love how relatable you are. I love that you're just you. And she called it something. It's a phrase, but she said, well, that's, that's how you need to show up. You need to, just like you're saying in your truth as exactly who you are, because when people they'll be attracted to that because they're not going to make themselves wrong for not being at your level of perfect. They see you being at your level of real. Yeah. And perfection is an illusion, right? It's bullshit. Nobody's perfect. Right. I'm working with this coach right now. And I got to say, she made a million dollars in the month of June. And the first thing that I saw her do, she drew a Venn diagram. Do you guys know what that is? It's the one with the three circles, right? Math teacher. You should have seen the circles. They they look like saggy boobs. I mean, they they were horrible. (laughs) And, And what she said to us was so profound to me. She's like, Nobody wants to see your perfect ass circles. They want to see what you're going to be putting in the circles. They want to see that you have a way to connect with them, but also that you're teaching them something that's going to be valuable. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I'm an image coach and I do branding and did it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to test it. I'm going to see if, if this actually works. And really what I know what's true for me and how I show up with my clients mm-hmm. is that, they don't care if I don't have on my makeup perfectly. They don't care if I am working from my niece's house and I don't have my background like curated. What they do care is that I care about them yeah. and that what I presence for them is going to be the thing that's going to change the trajectory for their lives. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They don't care it's about so whether my circle is perfect. It's so true. Well, and the ones who do, don't belong there. Like, I, I mean, I hate to use this example again, but like, if this weirds you out or you're offended by it, like, this is just me and I'm not having my best look today because that's whatever I had going on, but I want to just show up as me. And I feel like that is what people want. They're attracted to that because there's such an element of realness to it and relatability. Like, oh shit, she's not perfect either. Okay. I'm good. Absolutely. And you do get to have your fabulous pictures. Right. You know, because that's you up leveled and that's you living on another, on another, another plane. And it could be you if you were starting to make certain amount of money, right? You could go have your photo shoots six or seven times a year if you want to. But the fact of the matter is, is that all of them are you. The one thing that you, that you really want to make sure that you're doing is that throughout that, there's something that's commonly thread through it like my cousin that I was talking about, you know, commonly thread through that is going to be her 
when I call her, she's like, you got me on speakerphone? It's the first thing she says. She's like, because you know I cut up on the phone. So if you got somebody around that you don't want to hear what I got to say. Better warn them. <laughs> Everybody knows it. Everybody knows that when they call her, that's what she's going to say. Yeah. I love that. The consistency is amazing and so amazing for the no like, and trust factor. Yeah. And you know how important that is in sales. That's everything. And that's why people know, like, and trust you. They know how you're going to show up. They like how you're going to show up and they trust how you're going to show up. They trust you. And if they don't know and like, and trust it, then they're not your ideal person. You know, and the other thing about that, Nicole, like I have um, a colleague who I said, I I made a suggestion on one of the calls that we were on. And I said, you know, you should probably get your pictures updated at least once a year. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I haven't had my picture done in 10 years. And I was like, mm-hmm, I know. <laughs> because when I meet you in person, you don't even look like that person anymore. Yeah. To me, that's yeah. a level of trust that I have to go back and rebuild with you. Yes. So even if you do take your pictures with a professional photographer, guys, like don't be so glammed out that you're unrecognizable when you show up online or right. when you show up in person. It's so true. It's like, it's like being on a dating profile and seeing somebody that has a hat on and then meeting them in real life and they are bald and you're like, wait a minute, why did you represent yourself in that way? You know, why would you wear a hat if you know you don't have any hair? Oh, it happened once and I showed up and he was like really offended that I asked him, I don't even remember, it was a long time ago, but I was like, oh, I didn't like, you look a lot different from your pictures. And he's like, oh, is it because I'm bald? I was like, well, you did have hats on in every picture. I mean, I don't know. What was I supposed to expect? And he was the one that was like acting all offended. And I was like, I, I think we're good. See you later. But yeah, it was the same kind of thing. Like, what are you hoping to attract? Like, I'm unclear on this because eventually that's going to be found out. Yep. Take the hat off, right? <laughs> Take the hat off, you know, or even like people that wear sunglasses in all their pictures. I just swipe. I'm like, no, that's not because I don't. Why are you not showing your eyes? see your eyes. Like, I don't know who you are. And that's the other thing that uh, I think is super important. Even when you're taking pictures for your, like a branded photo shoot, like make sure you get some looking in the camera. Mm. Yep. Make sure you're looking in the camera because even the ones where you're, uh, or you, yeah, you know, those people can't see you. They can't connect with you. And the same thing when you get online, you know, your camera on your computer is your eyes. Like that's where you should be looking. When yeah. you're actually presenting, because like right now that's what I'm doing, right? I'm looking at the camera. Yeah. But when you and I are talking, I'm looking at you. Right. But when when you're presenting, you must look into the camera because that's how people connect. Yeah. yeah. And you know, the other, this is just a video thing that I learned a long time ago that I love. Literally talk to a person. And you can even say like, hey, you, how you doing? And it works. It grabs people's attention. They feel like you're talking directly to them and you are, you know, you really, I had a friend tell me once she was like watching one of my Instagram stories and she called me right afterwards. She goes, okay, I feel so silly because I just responded to you. I was watching your Instagram story and I forgot that I was watching you on a story. And for a second, I guess maybe I thought we were FaceTiming and I started talking back to you. And then I realized she's not talking to me. (laughs) Instagram video. I was like, good. That means it worked. Like it's exactly how I want it to feel is like, I'm talking directly to you. Uh, So that was confirmation for me, but, but yeah, that's look into the camera, you know, look at the, look at, um, talk directly to someone, just like you said earlier. 
Absolutely. And even when you're looking into the camera, like when you have your pictures taken, mm-hmm. like think about your clients, think about the people that you want to attract as you look into the camera, because it, it really changes the way your photo shoot goes, because I don't know about y'all, but I was super nervous when I, you know, when I take my pictures yeah. now, I'm a little more comfortable with it, but you know, nobody wants to be, I didn't feel like I wanted to be judged and, oh my God, they're looking at every pore in my face and all of those things. And honestly, they're probably not. And if they are, then they're probably not the photographer for you. Right. 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 Exactly. <laughs> but get over yourself. I think you talk, we talk about this a lot, like get over yourself, take the pictures and really think about the person that you're trying to attract instead yeah. of how nervous you are or how self-conscious you might be. Right. Cause it's not about you. Enjoy it. Find a way to make it really fun and pleasurable. And that will come across in the pictures. Like, yeah, if you have a good photographer, it's going to happen. Yeah. And by the way, let me just recommend if you do go through with a professional photo shoot, which I would highly recommend at some point or another, it doesn't have to be right off the bat, but for many reasons, I would recommend this. And it's one of the things I wanted to talk to, to you about so we can share with this group, but I would recommend hiring an assistant besides the photographer or having the, the if they already have their own assistant, pay the extra money for that because the last thing you want to do is be stressed out during your photo shoot. You need to literally, you need to be somebody who is people are wiping your ass for you. Absolutely. And getting your coffee and getting your same time, like live it up and live that those couple of hours during that photo shoot as the person that you're like, I have people wait hand and foot on me and be that person because let them pick out. Absolutely. Let them pick out the locations. If they let them ask all the right questions, but let them pick out the locations, Mm -hmm. bring your assistant, have someone pick out your clothes, have someone do your hair and makeup and then have your photographer there and plan ahead. Like seriously, this, it's the best gift that you can give to yourself. Hire a good photographer that knows how to take you through that whole process, that knows how to ask you all those questions, that knows how to choose all the places for your shoot and that knows what stylist to recommend for you and then fork out the money and hire the stylist as well. Like have every decision made for you or, you know, be a co-creator with it. Obviously your, your, your brand, but yeah, the day of, I think it's just, you need to show up just like if it was your wedding and you just like, you need to show up and enjoy it. You're the star of the show. So I agree. And let other people, yeah. Every photo shoot I've done, even the one in Greece, that was a last minute decision. I wasn't prepared for that, but I had a couple of outfits, one that I had bought in Greece. I'm like, yeah, why am I going to come to Greece and not do a photo shoot? And the girl at the hotel told me about this amazing photographer. He ended up having an assistant. I was like, is there somebody here that can kind of help? It was, even though it was last minute, it still was perfect. And I had somebody to help me out with everything and yeah. it just makes such a difference. And the photographer should be able to stick to their zone of genius. So like, you don't want to expect them to do anything to help you out other than like, help you be comfortable, help you show up yes. in photos as you. Yeah, but absolutely. That's really, absolutely. That's really important. And it was um, definitely because I've done them a lot of different ways, right? Yeah. But the ones where I had the help and I had the photographer setting intentions mm-hmm. and I had the makeup artists and the style, like those were the ones that went the absolute best. And those are the ones I got the best pictures from. Yep. I totally agree. I mean, have your hair done, have your makeup done, hire people to do all of that. And if you're not at that place, like here's one of the things I wanted to, to have you explain to people. What do you do if you're not at that place for the full on, because I I felt that way at first. And I was like, I am not ready for a full on photo shoot. And what it did for me, making that investment, that alone leveled me up. Did I have the money for it? Probably not in the way that I needed it. 
I, I mean, let's just say, no, I didn't. And did I have the money for the stylist and the hair? No, but it leveled me up in a way that I was a different person after that photo shoot. And I had all these professional photos that I could use in all areas of my business. And I just felt differently about myself. And yeah. by raising my energy, by doing that, I was able, like, it, it didn't feel like I gave money over that I, that I didn't have. It felt like an investment in me. Absolutely. It is an investment in business. Yeah. Your pictures are going to come out so much better. So if you do it the other way and you have somebody uh, take your, like your friend, take your pictures and I'm going to do my own hair and makeup. And if you're a makeup artist or hairstylist, go for it. But I promise you that you're going to like, you're going to get way more pictures that you like if you do it the other way. Well, and I learned that because that's how I did it the first time. Me too. I, on, I was being very cheap with myself and I was like, let me, and, and like the person that I hired to do it, she's a lovely human being. And I did everything that I could on my end to like cover any, I didn't want to spend any more money than I needed to. So I hired her, the photographer, and she's a great photographer. I went and had my hair done. I did my own makeup. I picked up my own outfits and guess how many of those photos I've ever shared. Zero. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was a learning lesson for you. I hired one of my best friends from college. She does photography. I did my own hair, makeup, picked out my own clothes. And I believe I might've used one of those pictures. Yeah. One. You know what? I guess I should be fair. I probably did use two of them because a couple of them I think are on my website. And and it's like, there was, she did her work. She did exactly what I hired her to do. She did a great job. She was a great photographer. It just, you could just tell it wasn't the look I was going for. And that had nothing to do with her. It just had to do with me. I think not investing in the full experience. Yeah, it absolutely does. Because the other thing that I know when I did, I did a photo shoot here in Raleigh with a wedding photographer, Mm -hmm. big mistake, get a branding photographer. Yeah. And he's amazing at wedding photography, but he's not a brand photographer. Right. I was doing my, so I did my, I got my makeup done at a department store. Then I went over to his studio and finished my hair in his bathroom, his little bitty bathroom that he had there. And mm-hmm. then I took my pictures. You know, it was a frazzled mess. Yeah. I did not enjoy that experience. Yep. Um, and then there was extra pressure about, okay, well, what kind of music do you want to listen to? Mm-hmm. And what shots do you want? Mm-hmm. And, and what? Like, no. So yeah, get a branding photographer. Yep. Make sure they ask you all of the questions. Like, what are you going to be using these photos for? What photos do you use uh, or what do you need? What do you do for a living? What's your lifestyle? Those are the kinds of things that they should be asking. Yep. 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 They should have a very good connection to what your brand is and how to represent that in photos. My, when I did hire a brand photographer, she was like, okay, what's, you know, what's your brand? What are you all about? We had two different like full on sessions before we ever talked about locations or anything so that she could understand me. And right away, she's like, oh, you're a sales coach. Okay, what about this? And what about this? And she just had all these ideas that she was coming up with. And we talked through what made sense for my brand. So it was a really big deal to have somebody who understood already what that's like and what the brand photography process entails. Absolutely. And the brand photographer should also give you some tips on how to prepare for the day. And if they can't, then you need to be working with somebody like me or a stylist or someone who's been through the process to make sure you have the right clothes for the right shots and that the hair and the makeup are, they're congruent with what you're trying to convey. Yeah. Cause you don't want to have your hair all formal if you're going to be, you know, on the beach. Right. It does make yeah. sense. Yeah. 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 
No, I love that. And I think, um, what advice would you have? Let's say somebody's not at that place that they're able to make the investment, or let's say it's between hiring a coach or hiring a, a brand photographer. And they're like, I need the coach to really help me in my business first. What would you say to somebody with their photographs? Like, I, I know it's, we've been talking a lot about how to be real. Is there yeah. a way to have, to, to represent yourself online without a branded photo shoot? Yes. Go and take one of those, um, photographers, selfie courses. Hmm. They have amazing selfie courses out there. There's this woman named Monique Floyd. Mm -hmm. She's a branding photographer. Uh, She's in Charlotte and she has a selfie course and she teaches you how to take really great selfies. And then Wendy Yalom, who is one of my photographers, she has an amazing selfie course. And if you cannot afford the photographer, take one of these courses. They're really, really inexpensive. And it's a way that you can actually get some of the shots that you need. Yeah. And I am not above asking my 15, 16, 20, 23 year old niece and nephew to take pictures of me. And they do a really good job. But you want to make sure that you're taking pictures that make sense for your brand. Mm -hmm. And don't let them, like, don't try to make them come across as professional photos either. Right. 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 Don't do like, oh, I'm doing BTS of the, you know, my photo shoot today. Right. And it's with your nephew. Right. Which is totally fine to do the photo shoot with your nephew. And and again, I think you're just going to have to be in reality with what that photo shoot is all about. It's not, like you said, a professional branded photo shoot. So don't try to present it like it is. Right. But I think it's totally fine to, you know, especially all over the world now, there's places that have like Instagram setups all over like cities and towns. And you could take a day with your nephew or your best friend and just be like, can you spend three hours with me just going around town and taking some cool photos around like you know, with backdrops, whatever, but just like make it real. Like this is just me taking pictures of myself or having a friend take pictures of me. Not this is me trying to play dress up and be somebody I'm not. Exactly. I love that idea. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think it's a fun way to do it too. And then, and then you have, cause I think that's everybody's big thing is how do I have enough content to post? How do I have enough pictures to post? And well, and yeah. And if if the other part that I can tell you, like you have to make this part of your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So when you do go places, like if you go to a cool new town, Take pictures, even if it's just the family photos that you're taking, take the pictures. Yeah. If you're trying a new restaurant, take pictures. If you're going to the museum or the opera or whatever it is that you do, yep. maybe not right now, but even yep. what you do right now, like I'm going to the Walgreens later on today to get my, my test, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, yeah. tell us about it. People yeah. are interested. Yeah. I know there is some oversharing, but if it relates to your brand, talk about it. Right. I agree. Yeah. I think that's a nice mixture of, because you also, well, at least this is my opinion, so I should find out how you feel about it. I don't think you want all branded perfect pictures all the time because it goes against what we were just talking about earlier. You want to be real. Like, can you have some fancy fun pictures? Yes. But mix them in with some real pictures of you as well. Like, Hey, this is me at Walgreens. And if that is on brand for you, then post then it. Do it. Yeah. yeah. My Instagram is a, is a hot mess, right? I was talking to my social media manager and um, actually my business manager. And she's like, do you like this guy's aesthetic? It's all black and white with some pops of color. I was like, you know what? I do not want a perfect Instagram. Like I just don't. Yeah. I don't care if my pictures are, uh, are just different colors and different, like I'm going to use the same font because that's part of what I teach, but I don't want a perfect Instagram because I'm not a perfect person and I don't want it to, I don't want it to be, to curate it. I yeah. just don't. That's, and that's just me. Yeah. That's part of my brand. Yep. 
That's exactly how I felt. And then, you know, I started working with Carly on my Instagram as well. And she's amazing. And I was like, listen, I don't need it to be like polished. Here's all of my photos that you can use. I don't care what order or sequence they go in, like just choose one that makes sense with, you know, what we're going to post and what it's going to be about. And to me, that just feel, because I went through people's Instagrams that I liked, like, who yeah. am I attracted to? Who am I drawn to? And honestly, Mel Robbins was one of the first ones that popped in my head. And if you go to hers, it's a hot mess. And I mean that in the nicest way. It's just, there's no curation to it. And I like that. Do you know who one of my favorite people to follow on Instagram is? Who? Sarah Blakely. Have you followed her before? I'm sure I do. I mean, I listen to her on podcasts all that. I love her. So I'm sure she, I do. She has the biggest, messiest life. She and Jesse are ever. all posting real life stuff. She's so funny though. Yeah. She talks about her husband's shorts. He wears like these running shorts and they're super short. Yeah. And she's like the shorts again. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. And then she talks about her four or five kids. I don't know. It's a yeah. bunch of them. They have a and her house show. being a mess. Like I love, love, love her Instagram. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Like, she's somebody whose Instagram that I would say is probably one that I enjoy the most. Yeah. I, I'm going to yeah. have to make sure. I'm sure I follow her because I have then all. You would know her stories. Like yeah. they're amazing. Yeah. 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 She's hilarious too. You're right. And she's just so real and like a freaking billionaire. That's and like about her. her story, it's like, you know, she just dedicated herself to what she did and like her story of how she went all over. Like she was the one in her business. She was the only one for the longest time. And she built herself to where she is. And now she still represents herself as her. Yeah. I love the fact that she's a billionaire and she and her husband went on a, um, a trip in a RV with the kids. Oh, I did see that. See, I follow her because I did see that one. I remember what you're talking about now. She's hilarious. It's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Very real. And and like we've been talking about through this whole through this whole talk, it's like just be you. Just show up as the refreshing, real, approachable person that you are. And that's what people will feel. Be a human. Exactly. Because I think I think the world is coming to a place where we're just not, we're not okay with we don't want the perfectly curated stuff anymore. Right. We just don't. I mean, look at how much reality shows have taken over our world over the last couple of decades. It's because people didn't want perfectly curated sitcoms anymore. They wanted something that was, re- I mean, even sitcoms have been filmed more like reality shows. Like yeah. I would argue Modern Family, I mean, I haven't watched TV in a long time. I don't even know if Modern Family is still on, but I would argue that Modern Family was filmed more like a very reality show, like just very yeah. realistic and, yeah. and the people felt real. Yeah, exactly. And people are attracted to problems. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what people want to hear from you. Yeah. I love that. What is, I think I already know what's the biggest mistake you see people making with their brand. Yeah. Not being themselves trying too hard and being a copycat. Mm, That's exactly, I think that's the biggest one. And it's kind of what we talked about earlier. Like when you're trying so hard to be like, well, it worked for her. It's got to work for me, but it's going to work for you in your own, in your own way. Yeah. And I think one of the things that made me really successful at sales very early on is I, I went to everybody who I knew was successful, who I knew who had had achievements that I wanted to achieve. And I studied them. I went on ride alongs with them. I listened to them, but I didn't try to be them. I took what I liked about them. And what I liked about this person, what I liked about this person, and I didn't try to be anybody else. I was me, but I was learning which parts of what worked for them would work for me. 
And the stuff that you liked about them were actually parts of you that needed to be developed. Yep. That's all it was. You yep. already had that in you. You just liked that about them. You were like, oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. I like that. I'm going to do that. Yeah. It's like when we say people are a mirror for us because people reflect back to us what we already feel and what we already know. And they Absolutely. are angel messengers, messengers for us in that sense. Yes, they are. You know, they're there to show you something about yourself that you already know to be true and you desire. And I like to say, God didn't put these desires on your heart to be a big tease. No, not and at all. And something shows itself to you, own it, accept it and trust it that it's there. Get out of the middle and go for it. Get yeah. out of the middle. Exactly. Get out of the middle. Make it a not, not no limbo here. Right. You don't want to be stuck. But yeah. that actually reminds me, I just have to say this because I did remember what I wanted to say when we were talking Yay! about and it was actually um, connected to something you said earlier, which was there's going to be a struggle no matter what, whether you choose the thing that you like or you choose the thing that you don't like. And, and we were talking about this kind of at the very beginning when you were talking about your job and how you realized it just wasn't for you anymore. And it's what I say to my group all the time. I'm like, there's going to be a shit sandwich no matter what path you choose. So just choose this, the shit sandwich that you're willing to eat because there's going to be challenges no matter what. And I got that from Liz Gilbert because she talks about shit sandwiches. Um, I don't know if I'm going to ever eat one of those. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, there's going to be, it's going to be hard no matter what you do, no matter what you choose. choose and we can do hard do. stuff though. Yeah, we do hard things. We do hard stuff every single day, especially yep. as women. Yep. We do hard shit every day. Every day. Every day. Yep. So do the hard shit that's going to bring you some pleasure. Gosh. Yep. I love it. And, and money. To make it pleasurable. Yeah. And some money. Yeah. And some money and some money, because by the way, you need money for what you do, because if you don't get money for what you do, you don't get to keep doing what you're doing. And if you don't get to keep doing what you're doing, then at a certain point, all those people you wanted to help are going to get stopped being helped. I don't know if I said that in the right way, but ultimately they know what you meant. They know that you know what I mean. (laughs) And if you really care about helping people, then you'll find a way to uplevel your money mindset and learn how to receive for the beautiful work you put in this world. Because by receiving, you're able to continue doing it and you're able to help more people. Absolutely. And that's really what it's all about. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So what, how can you follow you? So um, you can find me at MiaLamott.com. So M-I-A-L-A-M-O-T-T-E. So no N in my last name and two T's. Brand Disruptors is the name of my group coaching program. And um, in there, we teach MiaLamott.com. MiaLamott.com. Yep. In Brand Disruptors, you learn how to uh, discover your brand, monetize your brand, market your brand. Mm, Very powerful. So you can become, so you can get paid to be you. I love that. Getting paid. Yeah. To, I mean, what better Getting way to do it? Paid to be you. What better and way? Only to you. And Instagram only you. and Facebook is Mia Lamont Image. Okay. Yep. Mia Lamont Image. Yes. All right. Yes. Great. And I do have a freebie. So if you guys go to Mia Lamont, let's see. If you go to my Instagram, I have a lot of freebies in my uh, link tree. Ooh. Check those out there. Yeah. Okay. I am perfect. Go get some awesome. of those freebies. Especially yeah, go get some freebies. You, get, you get part of my course in one of them. Ooh. Yep. Wow. Super generous. I'm excited. Yeah. You guys go check it out. Get those freebies, especially knowing how much that you need to focus on your brand and showing up as you. And I'm sure some of those freebies are really powerful in, in helping support that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you Thank so you. much. Thank you so much, Mia. This was so, I mean, I just, I always love spending time with you and chatting with you and the fact that you came to my group to share your wealth of knowledge and everything you know about 
branding and you know, the image and how important it is in our business was just awesome that you shared that with us. So thank absolutely. You. And if you guys want me to come back and do something more specific for photo shoots when they're ready for that, I'll be happy to do that. Oh, did you guys hear that? I'm going to take you up on that offer. I'm going to, we're going to have to do something. Um, maybe yeah. before the end of the year, we'll have you back in and, and do something on photo shoots. Yeah. Maybe that's something that they can give to themselves as a gift. Yeah. As a photo shoot. yeah there you go. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Let's plan it. Cause I would love to have you back. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much. And um, if you're watching the replay and you have questions, leave them in the comments and Mia will be able to uh, help you out with that. So thanks guys. Have an thank awesome evening. So much. Yay. Everybody have a good night. I'll see you all soon. Mwah. All right. That is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you like this, subscribe because there's more good stuff coming your way. Also, please leave a review. It would mean so, so much to me and it would help others who are considering listening to this podcast to understand how amazing it is. And while you're at it, why not share with a friend? And by the way, one last thing, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So you got a couple options. You can check me out on Instagram at Healthy Steps with Nicole. You can find me in my private Facebook group, Nicole Sales Superstars, or you can go to my website, healthystepswithnicole.com. I would love to hear from you and I can't wait.